This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. At Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers, incredible offers, and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krupnik, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. HD3 Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Today, Donald Trump in court, uh, Hunter Biden in court. The chaos of 2024 is well underway. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 is the number. Uh, Lots to get to this hour, including the World Economic Forum is... Uh, planning for another pandemic. Uh, by the way, let me just address this. A couple of people pointed this out to me regarding something Trump said last night and uh, about DeSantis. He said he was uh, Fauci's favorite governor. That, of course, is not true. That's not accurate in the least. I don't think we have a clip of that, but uh, not accurate in the least. I mean, look, I- I've said this before. Governor DeSantis, his handling of COVID was outstanding. And President Trump made mistakes during COVID like he made throughout his entire four years of president, which is to listen to the bureaucrats. And he's learned from that in a big, big way. But it's not fair to attack DeSantis because Governor DeSantis's handling of COVID was, was outstanding. I mean, we all, we all looked to him and thanked him and appreciated him. And he and a couple others were, were outstanding in their handling of COVID. And I'm not being critical of Trump here. I'm simply saying that, you know, his mistake was listening to people like Fauci. And I think he's learned. It's the same thing with listening to people like Reince Priebus, the, all the, you know, the establishment people he had around him. And don't make these same mistakes again. You know, that's the bottom line. But no, that's, it's, it's factually incorrect to say that he was Fauci's favorite governor. That's just incorrect. Fauci's favorite governor during COVID would have been either King Philip the Unaccountable or it would have been, you know, the love gov, Andrew Cuomo, or potentially Tom Wolf. I mean, all three of these tyrants, Gretchen Whitmer, Gavin Newsom, I mean, all these people killed people in nursing homes, locked down their citizens, forced their kids to be remote, destroyed businesses, and went above and beyond even what the, what the saint, Santo Fauci, Anthony Fauci, the nation's leading infectious disease doctor, was saying. But uh, DeSantis was fighting all that. DeSantis pushed back against all of that. And DeSantis reopened Florida much sooner than most states did. I think the only exception might be North Dakota. But anyway, it's, you know, it's politics. You're going to take shots at people. I get it. Very soon, I think this is all going to end. 
you know, very soon, I think DeSantis is going to be backing Trump. So all this will go away. But in the meantime, since several people have asked me, will you please clarify that point? I'm happy to. Trump is incorrect when he said that he was Fauci's favorite governor. That is categorically false. And I think that Florida, and this is why I've said Ron DeSantis is one of the best governors the country's had. He's outstanding. I remember when, when he won as governor, he called into Rush Limbaugh's show. And he said that he was a graduate of the uh, of Russia's Institute for Advanced Conservative Studies. And I have not said negative things about DeSantis. I don't want to. There's no need to. He's not going to be in this race much longer. All I've said is that he's not going to win the nomination. And I think he's got a great chance for 2028. I think he's got a lot to offer the party. I'm not saying he's going to be the front runner. It's too far out. I can't. It's a billion years away in politics. But if he handles the next couple of weeks right which is that he loses New Hampshire, which he's going to do, and he loses Iowa, which he's going to do. And then if he comes out and he supports Donald Trump for president, he will put himself in a very good position for 2028. I, I'm not saying he'll be the guy. I'm not saying that, that, uh, that all of Trump's people will support him. I'm saying he will be absolutely putting himself in a good position. No question about it. So... There you go. As for Haley, I am terrified of where this is going. And this is the big story of the day today brought to you by my buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. It's very obvious, and I've spent most of the show on this, that the uh, establishment is behind her because of her support for Ukraine. That's not going to change. And it'll probably be a two-person race all the way to the convention. And this is the way I see it playing out. I'll tell you how. I don't see Trump picking her as his running mate. I see DeSantis getting out after Iowa and backing Trump smartly. Very smart decision. I hope he does that. He should. And it would be a like Vivek Ramaswamy put out a video last night, which was just silly, suggesting that Nikki Haley is a puppet of the establishment, which is correct. But then suggesting that DeSantis will back Haley and that he has no choice. That's no stop. Stop it. That's that's ridiculous. Uh, DeSantis will back Trump. He should. If he doesn't, that's I mean, that's it. 2028, you can write that off. Goodbye. The establishment is not the same as the Republican primary voter. It's different. You know, the Republican primary voters are the ones that Lawrence Jones was referencing earlier. They don't want Ukraine. They don't want it. But it's the establishment that does. And they're behind Nikki Haley, and they're going to be with Nikki Haley as long as they have money. And they have money. So it doesn't matter if she doesn't get a lot of delegates. It doesn't matter if she gets any delegates. They'll keep her into the convention hoping that something will change. Something external will happen and externality will force Trump out of the race and then she will be the the nominee. And the Democrat establishment is going along with that and helping her in places like New Hampshire. Played you the clip earlier of the voter in New Hampshire who said, you know what, since Joe Biden's not running, I figured I'd throw my support to Haley. But look, you know, this battle between Trump supporters and um, the Santa supporters at this point, I'd say you can tone it down. I've been telling you this for months, but you can tone it down because the this is almost over. You know, the establishment decided that early on, there were a lot of people who thought DeSantis could be the Trump killer. And he he isn't and he can't. And the establishment was behind him. The money people were. And now they've switched to Nikki Haley. He will come home to his MAGA base in due time. So if you're actively fighting with somebody on Twitter over DeSantis, you can stop. You don't need to anymore. New Hampshire and Iowa have effectively decided that Trump is the nominee. And this primary is over. 
It really is. It's over. It'll be a two-person race, and Trump will win. And Haley will stay in on the off chance that he can't be on the ballot. On the, and DeSantis will not do that because he's smart enough to know that that's not going to happen. And all he will do is hurt himself with Trump's voters. And if he wants a future in 2028, that's what he has to do. Haley is not. It's different. You know, the people around her are outlining a convention scenario where she gets to the convention and something happens and she becomes the party's nominee. And as long as there's people writing checks, a candidate can stay in the race as long as they want, as long as they want. I mean, they can stay until November. They won't be the party's nominee, but they can stay in the race. There's no law against it. It's not like the law says you lose New Hampshire, you lose Iowa, you got to drop out. But smart politicians figure out this stuff early and see the writing on the wall. But she's in a different spot. She doesn't have to win delegates. She doesn't have to rack up delegates. She will be looking for something to occur that puts her into the nomination at the convention. That's how I see it play out. And maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, the the whole, you know, Trump versus Santa's thing, thankfully, will be ending soon. So if you are caught in the midst of this and fighting with your friends on Twitter or Facebook over this, you can rest happily knowing that the end is near, as they say, or nigh. The end is nigh. Uh, And speaking of Trump, so Letitia James, the attorney general, came out and attacked him today outside the courthouse in New York. Let's see if Ron drops out after Iowa, that's a disaster for Haley in New Hampshire. Because all his supporters will probably go to Trump. Oh, yeah, I think so, 100%. I think, I think DeSantis supporters go to Trump without question. I think without question. Not all of them, but most of them do. The, the, the bulk of them do. A lot of them like Trump, and they just liked his policies. They just thought DeSantis was more electable. You know, the, the, the people that I've spoken to who are DeSantis supporters early on, just they liked Trump's policies. They just think that Trump is unelectable. I told them I think they're wrong, because I think whoever the Republican nominee is can win. But that's really their reason for backing DeSantis. It was that. It was that he, they, they viewed him as the more electable of the two. So, yeah, I think most of them will go to Trump, no question about it. He, does he drop out after Iowa or does he drop out after New Hampshire, though? That's the question. The Iowa caucus is in four days. My sources tell me he drops out after Iowa. Because that, that's the better play for him. Right? You drop out after Iowa. You throw your support to Trump and you crush Haley in New Hampshire. And then, unlike Chris Christie, <laughs> who blew it and could have been able to take credit if Nikki Haley won New Hampshire, Ron DeSantis can be on the stage with Trump the night that Trump wins the New Hampshire primary. And yeah, he can take credit for that. He can help. I mean, say he could, I'm not saying take credit for it, but you know what I mean? He can, and Trump's like that. You know, that's the kind of guy Trump is. Trump Trump will absolutely welcome DeSantis on the stage with him and thank him. And and that'll be like it never happened. That's just the way he is. It'll be like it never happened. You're on his team now. That's it. This is what he did with Christie in 2016. I mean, don't forget, you know, he there's this great clip of Trump out there going on about how Christie knew about Bridgegate. <laughs> so funny. Right. In 2016, before Christie backed him. And this whole clip of Trump, it might have been 2015, actually, going on about how Christie knew. He knew, totally knew about Bridgegate. But but it doesn't matter. Once you come on board with somebody, unless you have a stupid hot mic moment like Christie did last night, all's forgiven. It's okay. They may, they will forget. I had a, 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 a political mentor once when I was very young 
told me a great line. He said, in politics, you forgive, but you never forget. I think that's very accurate. Maybe in life, too. You forgive, but you never forget. But in politics, it's particularly true because you, you always have to remember who you're dealing with. And like Christie, for example, remembers I, this guy. He's got he's he holds grudges from people from, I kid you not, 1995. I'm not joking. I mean, it goes back that far with him. He's 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 got miles of grudges, Christie. Yeah, Ron is getting killed in New Hampshire. He's at six and a half percent. So, yeah, no, I mean, look, I. <laughs> I think if you are right now engaged with with battling a DeSantis supporter, if you're a Trump supporter battling a DeSantis supporter on Twitter, I'd say do something else with your time. Make homemade mozzarella, for example, which is a joy to do. All you got to do is get some curd, get some curd and some hot water and some salt. Easy to do. A lot of fun. Do something else because this is almost over. He, I, I think the way this plays out is he loses Iowa and that night. When Trump wins Iowa, he comes out and supports Trump. And then he campaigns for Trump in New Hampshire. Trump wins New Hampshire. And he's on the stage with them. And all's forgiven. And all the battles that you've had, this is what I told you when DeSantis got in the race, all the battles you've had with people over this were sort of unnecessary because this is kind of how it played out. And it wasn't. This didn't happen because of your Twitter battles. This happened because, and I said this months ago, you don't know how somebody's going to do on the national stage until they're on the national stage. Everybody thought Scott Walker was, was going to crush it, like he did in Wisconsin. And he did not crush it. He got on the national stage and he, you know, was low energy. So you don't know until you get on that national stage how you're going to be received. It's one thing to crush it in your state. Totally different animal to crush it on the national stage. So I, I just said months ago to people, the advice I gave was just be careful here. You know, don't destroy friendships over this. It's not this will play out the way it's going to play out. And we are way too early here. This was after DeSantis got in on that stupid Twitter spaces thing that he did. That was such a disaster. I don't know who the hell advised him to do that. And if my prediction holds by next week. You and your friends will be making up and all will be well and kumbaya. And then you can turn your attention to fighting Nikki Haley. <laughs> and I don't I don't I don't think Trump picks her as his VP. I, I don't I don't see that happening. I really don't. I know I've, I've, I've heard people say that, but I just don't say they're so far apart on the foreign stuff. I can't I just don't see it. And I don't I don't see what he brings, what she brings to him. On the, I don't see that. And I don't think the establishment would let it happen either. Because I think the establishment. Keeps her in, like I said, as long as possible. This is the this is the Ted Cruz scenario from 2016. You stay into the convention and see what happens and ride the wave and, you know, maybe something occurs. I don't see any scenario where Trump picks her. I don't see any scenario where she gets out of the race. But DeSantis is much more politically astute. And maybe I'll be wrong. But <laughs> do you want to bet against me? With my track record, 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Uh, all right, what else do I have for you? Oh, so this is Letitia James going after Trump today outside the courthouse in New York. Take a listen. This is our um, last day in our case against Donald Trump for persistent and repeated fraud, illegality, 
This case has never been about politics or personal vendetta or about name calling. This case is about the facts and the law. And Mr. Donald Trump violated the law. And as you know, the judge has already found that he, in fact, violated the law for repeated fraud over a period of years. And so I want everyone to know that the personal attacks really don't bother me. The fact is, is that this trial has shown and we have produced evidence about the scope, the scale, the depth, the breadth of the illegality, the fraud that impersonally enriched Donald Trump and his family. I want to thank the judge. I want to thank my team. I want to thank opposing counsel. Uh, but at the end of the day, the point is simple. No matter how powerful you are, no matter how rich you are, that no one is above the law and that the law applies to all of us equally and fairly. I trust that justice will be done, and I'm confident in that, and I'm extremely proud of the case that we put on. Good evening and thank you. And she will be running for governor of New York, Letitia James. No question in my mind about that. I mean, this is what these politicians do. They, they, uh, they run for attorney general. Christie's another great example, right? He's the United States attorney for New Jersey. They go after people, and then they use that to run for governor. Letitia James will run for governor of New York. Mark my words. Write that down. It's another prediction that I will be right on. But this is such a political prosecution. She thanked the judge. The judge is doing her bidding. Donald Trump should have a jury. They're trying to take $370 million from the guy and shut down his business. That is such an egregious penalty that the Sixth Amendment of the Constitution should make it very obvious to everybody that the intention is, if it's going to be that big of a penalty, you should get a jury trial, period. Here is uh, Donald Trump responding today to Letitia James and the judge and the trial and all of it outside the courthouse today. Take a listen. President Trump, everybody. Thank you very much. Yeah, we've gone through years with uh, this person. Uh, She's a political hack, the attorney general. Uh, The judge is obviously extremely friendly with the group. And we'll see uh, what happens. I think maybe he uh, may surprise people on a positive side. We'll have to see what happens exactly. But uh, we've proven this case so conclusively. Uh, We've asked for directed verdict many times. Uh, They don't have any facts. They don't have any evidence against us. Millions and millions of pages, years of litigation, and all politically motivated. She campaigned on a I will get Trump. If you've ever seen any of the uh, seen any of her clips, they're horrible clips, actually, the anger. She's got serious Trump derangement syndrome. There's no question about Letitia James, the corrupt attorney general of New York. So we've proven our case. There's not one witness against us other than one person who is a a deranged. He's got a lot of problems. He's a man who's uh, been convicted of lying. He's a felon, convicted felon, and uh, not a good person. But that's their only witness, and he's now crashed and burned. They have no witnesses. And by the way, that witness took back everything that he said. He took back everything he said in court, took it all back. So they have no case. It's a shame that a thing like this is able to happen. Uh, Businesses leave New York. Uh, She went after Exxon and they decided to move to Texas and uh, hundreds of millions of dollars they pay in taxes. I paid 
over $300 million of taxes over the last number of years. $300 million. And uh, they don't recognize that. They don't recognize anything. So, not think of it, not one witness, millions of pages of document, years of this nonsense, and now it goes on. And one other factor, we won this case already in the Court of Appeals. The Court of Appeals voted in favor of us. But this judge has been very, very slow to accept that opinion because that's not the opinion that he wants. But we won in the Court of Appeals. That's the boss of this judge who has to know that. And it was a conclusive victory, statute of limitations and other things. And that case has already been won. So that's the story. And I thought we'd come down to 40 Wall Street, which is a great building. And you'd get a chance to see one of the nicest buildings in New York and a convenient place. And I don't have to pay any rent because we have it. And it's been a very successful building. But it's a shame to have to have gone through this for years and years and years. And now we'll see if we're going to get an honest verdict. We didn't have a jury. We had no rights to a jury. It's a statute that's never been used before for a purpose like this. I just watched a certain broadcast and they said, you know, they've been looking. Has it ever been used before? This is a statute that's a consumer fraud statute, never been used for anything like this before. And it's a shame. It's uh, it's really a uh, it's a witch hunt in the truest sense of the word. It's election interference. And uh, it just came out. I, this was just Right now, Letitia James visited Joe Biden in the White House numerous times during the Trump witch hunt. And this just came out about 10 minutes ago. I got it. And so it's all it's all a conspiracy to try and get Biden, who can't put two sentences together, trying to get him into office. So I just want to let you know that uh, we have our best poll numbers. We have the best everything despite this. And maybe because of this, because the people of the United States, all of those people back there, but the people of the United States really get it. They get it better than anybody else. Yeah, please. All right. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. The border is wide open and Democrats are saying it is. And don't forget our big event coming up with Terry Hayes, the author of the brand new book, The Year of the Locust, is February 7th. I love this book. I cannot put it down. It's outstanding. And um, I'm at the point now where they're trying to figure out a way into Iranian airspace to stop a massive terror plot. And it's it's just it's riveting. It's riveting. I'll read you what Jack Carr said about it. Jack Carr said in his long awaited follow up to I am Pilgrim, the most intense and masterfully written thriller of the 21st century. Terry Hayes is back at the top of his game with the year of the locust. Set your expectations high and then prepare to have them blown away Terry Hayes is a master. That's what our buddy Jack Carr said about him. So join us February 7th. Go to 1210WPHG.com to get your tickets. It's going to be a great night. We'll have a lot of fun together. I look forward to seeing you there. We're coming right back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Well, if you're an illegal immigrant in Massachusetts... You might be going into somebody's house. 
Yes, that's right. As the uh, illegal immigration crisis continues, a couple updates for you. First of all, yesterday, Congressman Benny Thompson said the quiet part out loud. Remember, earlier in the show, I played you a clip of a New York congresswoman saying, I need more people in my district just for redistricting purposes, saying that New York should take in all these illegal immigrants because they will count them towards the apportionment of House seats in the United States House of Representatives which is completely unconstitutional and antithetical to everything the founders ever imagined. Here's Benny Thompson saying you don't have the right to criticize Joe Biden for his open border policies. This was the chairman of the Homeland, I'm in the uh, J6 committee, by the way. Take a listen. The truth is securing the border isn't really the Republicans' top concern. If it was, they'd provide the people with boots on the ground at the border what they need to get the job done. Republicans would rather exploit a challenging policy issue for their own perceived political gain. Republicans disagree with the Biden administration's border and immigration policies. They're angry that this administration won't take babies from their moms or put kids in cages like the last administration. You cannot impeach a cabinet secretary because you don't like the president's policies. Let me say that again. You cannot impeach a cabinet secretary because you don't like a president's policies. That's not what impeachment's for. That's not what the Constitution says. Republicans are willing to do grave damage to the Constitution they claim to hold dear because they think it will benefit them politically. And in doing so, they're targeting Secretary Mayorkas, a public servant who spent his distinguished 30-year career serving our country as a federal prosecutor and in leadership positions across the Department of Homeland Security. The facts show Secretary Mayorkas is doing his job across the department's many critical homeland security missions, including border security and immigration enforcement. Despite what Republicans would have Americans believe, Secretary Mayorkas is enforcing immigration law. So if you don't like his policies, you can't impeach him. All right. And this is the this is the argument by Congressman Benny Thompson. Here is uh, another person saying the quiet part out loud. Here's Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut, one of the biggest dopes in the United States Senate. Democrats are not interested in taking away Biden's ability to, well, Take a listen. I think we are interested as Democrats in providing the administration with tools that will help better manage the border. We are not interested in taking away from the administration tools that they use today to help better manage the border. And so when we talk about this topic of parole, it is very important to understand that it is used today as a way that the administration is able to better manage the flow in a planful way of individuals to the border. 31,000 Chinese nationals were stopped by law enforcement in just 11 months at the border, according to a CNN report. According to U.S. Customs and Border Patrol data, the U.S. would typically only see around 1,500 Chinese nationals in a year uh, over the previous decade, 31,000 in one year. 
Most of these Chinese nationals are reportedly claiming they want to come to the U.S. to escape the oppressive communist regime. Notably, a News Nation report last month captured footage of some Chinese nationals trying to get into the U.S. And overwhelmingly, those observed coming were single adult males. Wow. Why? How could this be happening? Uh, Here is um, the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, ripping into Secretary Mayorkas. Cut 19. I believe Secretary Mayorkas is an abject failure, but it's not because of incompetence. I believe he has done this intentionally. I think these are intentional policy decisions that he's made, and I think there must be accountability for that. Secretary Mayorkas, the guy you need to negotiate with. Secretary Mayorkas is not a good faith negotiating partner. He is unwilling to enforce existing federal law. Why would we believe that he would do uh, any new provision? He's lied to Congress repeatedly. He's lied to me personally under oath. Uh, about about a lot of things. Now, here's the other thing, too. Here is the lieutenant governor of Massachusetts asking residents and those with spare space to house illegal immigrants. Take a listen. Most importantly, if you have an extra room or suite in your home, please consider hosting a family. Safe housing and shelter is our most pressing need. Become a sponsor family. You can contact the Brazilian Worker Center for more information on how you can step up if you're willing to have an additional family be part of your family. If you're a local official, a college president, a business owner, or a faith leader with an available building or space in your community, please work with us to offer it as a shelter site. If you're a social service provider, please consider becoming an emergency assistance homeless shelter provider. Our resources are stretched thin there as well. And if you're a hotel or a motel owner, consider opening it up for emergency assistance. If you're a landlord or a property owner, we can use you too. We can connect you with service providers to help transition families into permanent housing. Everyone has something they can offer. Most importantly. So there you go. Uh, Please do your part. Okay, please do your part and help out. Would you please do your part? Open up your homes. We'd all appreciate that very, very much. Uh, 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli if you'd like to weigh in. And uh, finally, here is. Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, you have to say that by law, of course, Dr. Jill Biden going on about all the Republicans are so mean, they're so mean about Hunter. They're just so mean as Hunter's in court today pleading not guilty to not paying all these federal income taxes. Take a listen. How have you been coping personally uh, with the onslaught of accusations against your husband and your family, including and especially Hunter? It's the focus of a House Oversight Committee hearing, holding him in contempt, obsessing yes. over him, showing pictures of, of him during vulnerable moments Carl. in his battle with addiction. What an objective question. On the floor of the House. This would crush any family. Mika, I, I think what they are doing to Hunter is cruel. And I'm really proud of um, how Hunter has rebuilt his life uh, after addiction. You know, I'm I love my son, and it's had it's hurt my grandchildren, and that's what I'm so concerned about that it's affecting their lives as well. Oh, it's awful! But also, this is the setup for the potential pardon if they need to do that to get Joe Biden out of the race. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. Trump says he has already made up his mind on who his running mate will be, uh, but he's not saying, or is he? We'll find out. Don't go away. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio twelve ten WPHD and the Odyssey app. I know who I want to take me home. 
Madison Marsh. That's who I want to take me home. Just kidding. Kind of. Uh, Madison Marsh is a veteran. She's actually the first active duty Air Force officer. Uh, She's also Miss Colorado, and she's vying for Miss America. She said, uh, it's an awesome experience to bring both sides of the favorite parts of my life together and hopefully make a difference for others to be able to realize that you don't have to limit yourself, the 22-year-old Arkansas native said. In the military, it's an open space to really lead in the way that you want to lead, in and out of uniform, and I feel like pageants, and specifically winning Miss Colorado was a way to truly exemplify that. And to set the tone to help make other people feel. Now, why couldn't you have gotten audio of her, Matt, the sanctimonious? Why? Of all the audio you got, why couldn't you have got the, the hot Air Force pilot? I didn't know there was audio that existed. I don't know. I'm sure there is. She's saying all these things, right? She is very good looking. Yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> Miss Colorado. And her boyfriend, by the way, looks just like Goose. Her boyfriend looks exactly like Anthony Edwards in Top Gun. I kid you not. He's got the same stash, same kind of haircut. It's kind of eerie, actually. This story from the New York Post is a side-by-side photo of it. It's kind of (laughs) eerie. The resemblance is uncanny. I was just telling uh, Henry that. She's beautiful, but most importantly, she's she's an Air Force pilot. She's a woman. She's acknowledging that she's a woman. And um, she has a degree in physics. She she, uh, graduated the United States Air Force Academy in Colorado with a degree in physics, according to her biography, Madison Marsh. 2023 graduate of the United States Air Force Academy with a degree in physics. She is a second lieutenant in the United States Air Force, making her the first active duty Air Force officer to be a Miss America state title holder. After her mother's passing from pancreatic cancer in 2018, she began the Whitney Marsh Foundation with her family. As president and founder, she's been able to raise more than a quarter million dollars for research with her leadership team at the foundation. She's currently a graduate intern with Harvard Medical School to utilize artificial intelligence to detect pancreatic cancer. She's now pursuing her master's in public policy at the Harvard Kennedy School with her National Truman Scholarship. In her free time, Madison enjoys flying planes, cooking pasta, and reading. Two-time National Astronaut Scholar, eight-time Dean's List at the United States Air Force Academy, three-time Superintendent's List at the Air Force Academy, NASA intern for Gamma Ray Burst Research, National Roads finalist, certified private pilot, awarded pilot as official Air Force career, black belt in Taekwondo. For booking inquiries, click here. If you do not get her on the show tomorrow, I will kill you. I mean that. I'm (laughs) sending you the link right now. All right, send me the link. There's a booking link. Miss Colorado needs to be on the show tomorrow because the Zioli Army is going to be 100% behind Madison Marsh for Miss America. If she's at Harvard, I can use the directory, too, and just email her person. What a snarky, right? I mean, how snarky elitist can you get, Henry? Am I right? I mean, you want him to book her. I mean, that could probably be the most direct way. It is. You know, instead of going to some booking email where she probably gets a million requests. Well, first of all, I don't even know what day it is because this is the first time in the history of this show you've actually defended Matt DeSantis. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. What is happening? What is happening right now? He makes a good point here. And I'm... I don't know. I'm a little skeptical of this woman. Why are you skeptical? It sounds like too good to be true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sounds a little, lovely. A little too perfect. You just rattled off her resume there, and it's like that's that's too many things. Blonde with blue eyes and beautiful 
body. I mean, like what, what physics what, degree, Air Force pilot, yeah. Miss Colorado, and all those other things you listed. Ah, it's too much. T- too school. much. Medical school. Yeah, medical school. Wait, yeah, no, something's something's off there. What are you saying? You're saying that there were two lines in heaven: brains and beauty, and God only handed out was one or the other. You can have both. That's a lot, though. You can have both. You can you can it's you can be well perfect. endowed. It's too perfect. Um. Well, we'll find out when she comes on the show. When Matt DeSanct, traitorous, gets Miss Colorado on the show, Madison Marsh. Lieutenant Madison Marsh. I mean, that is the coolest story of the day. Am I right? Come on. That is oh, yeah, it's cool very story. impressive. We got a backer. I mean, the Zilli Army needs to get behind Madison Marsh for, for, resume, Miss, for Miss America. Can you, can you vote in Miss America? Is Probably that like not. A, a I don't think thing? so. I think I it's know. just a panel of judges. It's not, it's yeah. not like an American Idol text, text this number for your vote. <laughs> no. You don't get a mail-in ballot or anything either. It should be, though. I mean, it should be. I actually think the most attractive picture of her is not her in her evening gown. It's her in, in the in the jet with her helmet on. That's a hot look. You know, that's, like, that's a good look right there. But eh, It makes me nervous. If you break up with her, then, you know, she's going to launch missiles at your house or something. Well, I mean, you know, hell hath no fury like a <laughs> Miss America scorned. Am I right? He said, in the military, it's an open space to really lead in the way that you want to lead. In and out of uniform, I felt like pageants, and specifically Miss Colorado, were the same. Uh, this, And she's, like I said, she is a woman. I don't know if there's any non-women in the pageant this year, but who the hell knows in this woke day and age we live in. Uh, but she's, um, she said, as a freshman at the academy, you might have a hard time finding your identity in a very new and challenging environment. Her cousin had a history in the culture and always raved about the community service aspect and the focus on public speaking. She took home the Miss Colorado crown just three years later. She says, very surreal. I believe I'm the first active duty officer from any branch of the military to represent at the national level of the Miss America organization. The modern day Top Gun pilot even has her very own goose, Marsh's mustachioed boyfriend, who bears an uncanny resemblance to Maverick's wingman in the hit 1986 film. If she were to secure the national crown this weekend. That's why I got to get her on the show tomorrow, DeSanctitraitorous. Tomorrow. I'll email her right It's now. this weekend. I want to I get her before she's Miss America, not after. Oh, if it's after, we're after. I, want, we're I don't want to pull a Chris Christie and trash her on hot mic, and then she wins, <laughs> and then she can't take, I can't take any credit for call, it. Call her too perfect on a hot mic. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and go, she has no chance. She's going to get squashed at Miss America. She's going to get smoked. She's not ready for this. Oh, hi. Hi, M- Madison. I didn't realize you were on the line right now. <laughs> the Zeal Army's totally behind you. And then she becomes Miss America. I can't take credit for it. So this is why I want to do it the right way. It does sound like she's going to win, too. I agree. And that's why, if you get her on the show tomorrow, I can say my endorsement helped her win. And then <laughs> I can take credit for it and maybe become her attorney general. Unlike how Chris Christie completely... Blew himself up in a landmine yesterday. Very large landmine. Think of the crater that would make, huh? Uh, She's going to go to cancer research. Of course she is. She's so perfect. She might be artificial intelligence. Towards the end of my time at the United States Air Force Academy, I started to realize my bigger passions were in policymaking and cancer research. So that's why I ended up at the Kennedy School of Harvard. So go ahead. Use your snarky little elitist email and get her on the show tomorrow. I will bump Jimmy Fallon for her. I'll bump whoever for her. Whatever time she wants. I'll, I'll include that in the email. 
I got to go 30 seconds. All right, fine. The great one, Mark Levin, is up next. I got to run. Uh, please get your tickets to the Terry Hayes event on February 7th. It's going to be a great night. His book, The Year of the Locust, is outstanding, riveting. I love it. We're going to have a great speaker series event tonight. I want to see you there, February 7th. Just go to 1210WPHD.com. Get your tickets. I also have it linked on my Twitter page. At Rich Zioli, thank you for listening. Have a great night. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.